All right, let's now go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome former Panthers coach from those years I just mentioned, 2011 to 2019. He coached Washington from 2020 until this past season. Ron Rivera now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline on Wes and Walker. Coach, thank you so much for the time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. No doubt about it. Coach, we really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man, and I did want to ask a little bit after you had your interview with Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer. That's among the many reasons I wanted to reach out, because a couple of things that you talked about with Scott, you discussed some of the advice that you might give to Dave Canales after Mm -hmm. being named the Panthers' next head coach. I thought it was interesting. You said, be patient, and you also said, ask them to be patient like they were for me. I, I thought that was interesting, yeah. Coach. Like, how, how patient do you feel David Tepper was once they stepped into new ownership? Well, I think for the most part, you know, David was pretty patient. Um, I think the biggest thing more he wanted was, and he wanted to do it his way, which I've got nothing but respect for because, again, you know, you spend that kind of money, you should be able to do it your way. And it gave me two seasons. You know, and for the most part, I think the biggest thing that, that you know, looking at it and looking at it again was, you know, was, was, it was a tear down, build it back up, more so than anything else. And that's really what his, his whole plan was, was to come in, take it apart, and then put it back together. Which, again, you want to build things the right way, and you want to build it for the long haul. I mean, we had a great, you know, a great nine-season run when I was in Carolina. And, you know, the most unfortunate part was we didn't have the quarterback. You know, when, when Cam got hurt in 2006, 2007, uh, 2016, excuse me, and then in 2017, you know, Cam had a good year, but you could tell at the end he, he was losing that shoulder. And then it just, you know, the next two seasons he was injured. And, and anytime you get in a situation like that, you don't have your guy, your quarterback. That's very tough. It really was. And so I think, again, with him, it was about, okay, you know, he, he gave me a couple of years. Now let's see about what we can do going forward. And that's, that's really pretty much what he decided to do. Well, and coach, I mean, we're hoping Bryce Young can be that quarterback, right? They draft him number one overall. Do you think he can be that QB? And if you were the coach this go around, what kind of things would Uh you do for Bryce in order to ensure that he has the best chance to be that franchise quarterback? Well, you know, I would take a long look at what New Orleans did, you know, with with, with Drew Brees. You know, you build up that front. You, You get a massive center and guard combination. Those three big guys have to be stout at the point. They can't allow any push or penetration. And then make sure we got good athletic tackles to, to, to wash those outside rushers. And then give him an opportunity to, to, to do the things that he does best, you know, uh, whether it's, it's play-action pass, whether it's, it's, it's drawback pass, or it's, it's from the shotgun. These are the things that they, they need to do with a guy who has that kind of ability. He, he reads very well. He's a, he's a great timing passer. You know, he delivers a good catchable ball. I mean, these are all positive things that, again, coming in, do these things for the quarterback. I like some of the things that, that, that Canales was doing, you know, when he had Baker Mayfield last season. I mean, it was very successful. A lot of it's out of the book that, that they did using Russell Wilson. So there's, there's some crossover there and some potential. Russell's just a big stout quarterback. He's not quite, you know, a, a real tall guy. And so he and Bryce are, are very similar in, in those respects. Baker Mayfield, very similar in those respects. So again, to me, take a nice, hard, long look at what those guys do. And again, you have an opportunity. You've got to make sure you have playmakers around them to give them an opportunity to distribute the ball to different guys. And then a good running game is always the best friend for a quarterback. Ron Rivera joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And, Coach, just uh, based off your comments there, as far as trying to fix this team, especially on the offensive side, 
Are linemen going to be your priority over finding that number one wide receiver? Which one do you think uh, is the most important for them to find this offseason? Well, again, when you get to your pick, you know, in, 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 in uh, this upcoming draft, you've got to decide which one's available. If, if, the, if the best offensive line left on the board is available, that's the guy you want to take. You can, you can find receivers. You just got to be willing to pay those guys because there's going to be some quality guys that are going to be available come this turnaround because this is going to be a, a draft-heavy uh, offensive line and quarterbacks initially, and then it's going to, it's going to fall back into, um, into what I'm hearing uh, as far as playmakers. There's going to be some good running backs and some good wide receivers available in the second, third rounds as well. So, you know, this this is a good draft where I think if, if they can come out with a couple of a good picks, I know they're limited in picks, but if they can come out with a couple of good ones and then find one or two in free agency that can help, I think this could really help this organization. Coach, when you got here, you inherited a 2-14 and 14 football team. And so from a culture perspective, what was your goal and when did you know that it was starting to work? You know, it was first and foremost was to find the quarterback. Um, you know, we had a philosophy that we were going to, protect this quarterback, and then we got to make sure we have playmakers around him. And, and one of the things that I was fortunate enough when I, when I came into it was, you know, we, we still had Jordan Gross. You know, we still had Ryan Khalil. You know, with, with those two guys, uh, you could build around him, and we did. We were able to find some, some solid, stout offensive linemen that really fit the bill for us. And then it was fine playmakers. And one of the really good things, and i got to give credit to Marty Herney, you know, he went out and he got Greg Olson right off the bat. We had a great combination of running backs, um, you know, and, and, and D'Angelo and Jonathan. And, you know, from there, everything just kind of blossomed and took off. And then, again, you know, to me, he's a future Hall of Famer, and we had Steve Smith. And so when you had playmakers and you were, we were able to protect Cam, we did a lot of good things. Remember, my first two years, the hardest thing we had to find was the defense. And once we drafted Luke the next year in, in, in my second season, you could see the potential for us for growth. So, to me, I would say was once we had Luke, I knew it was just a matter of finding the rest of the pieces. Uh, in 2013, we put it together, uh, you know, and, and I thought, you know, the, the things that we did from 2013 on were really, really good again until Cam got hurt in 2016. So we, we, we really took off in 2013. It's funny. I, I feel like we have two of the 2011 Panthers newcomers on the show today. We had Greg Olson on earlier. We just need to go get Cam, and then we can hit the trifecta. <laughs> that, simple as that. Yes, you could, most certainly. Most <laughs> certainly. <laughs> it's Rod Rivera joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline here on Wes and Walker. You know, Rod, speaking more to what Wes was just asking you, the reporting on the Panthers right now is that the culture is often described as dysfunction, at least with what we've been hearing, what we've seen reported. You were hired in Washington to fix a culture that also had what was a terrible reputation at the time. How do you fix that here, Ron? Like, how would you begin to fix the culture here if you were taking over in Carolina this go around? Well, I think the, the you know Mr. Tepper did exactly what you know he felt he needed to do, and that was he went out and, and found a, a young, ambitious uh, head coach. You know, a guy that's coming off of a successful run in uh, in Tampa Bay, and 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 I think the thing that you know Coach Canales has to continue to do is now feed off of that, build from there again, make sure he's holding everybody accountable starting with himself, first and foremost. And as these guys continue to, to put these pieces into place, you've got to stick to that. That was one of the things that we were able to do early on. And then the thing that really helped me was the locker room took charge of themselves. When the locker room can do the things that they've done and, and, and keep you know adding players 
you have a chance. You know, one of the things I always tell people, I knew the culture was great in 2015 when, you know, my brother had passed away of cancer, unfortunately, and, and right in the middle of training camp, I had to go to the funeral. And so when I went away to the funeral, um, you know, I, I, I talked to the team captains. I talked to Steve Wilkes, who was my assistant head coach at the time. And I left for, for and I missed two practices and, and two team meetings. And when I got back, Danny Morrison came to me and said, Coach, it was tremendous. Your captains took over. Coach Wilkes was, was, was amazing. And, you know, not to, not, to, not to put anything on you, Coach, but the truth is it was like you, you never left. And, and so that's when I knew uh, we had a good opportunity to have a great season in 2015 was because the players took charge. My coaches stepped up. Uh, and, and, and that really kind of signified that, that we were headed in the right direction. Coach, how hard will it be for these guys to to shake off what happened this past season? Um, you know, if you can have some success early on, it, it'll be easy to shake it off. And that, that's why I, I said, you know, folks have got to be patient. You, you know, the fan base has to be patient. Just know that, they're, you know, Coach Canals is going to come in and do the best he can and, and, and do everything he can to, to – to, you know, endear the, 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 the fan base because, again, it, it's a good fan base, and we know that. We saw it. We saw how, how everybody responded when, when things started to go in the right direction and, and our guys got out into the community. And, and, again, to me, this is, you know, it, 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 it's not hard to, to, to be appreciative uh, when, when you're, you're doing your best, trying as hard as you can, and at the same time making sure and recognizing that, hey, the fan base, be patient, just understand what we're trying to do, and doing everything they can, showing the fans that they're doing and they're committed, it'll help. Former Panther coach, former Washington coach, Ron Rivera joining us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Ron, a couple more questions before we get you out of here. I, I know you talked with Scott Fowler about this as well, but you had a couple of interviews for a defensive coordinator job this offseason, including a reported Rams interview over the weekend. Ron, how did that interview go, and do you expect to be coaching somewhere this year? Or next season? Well, everything it's been going well. It really has. I've, I've talked with several other teams behind the scenes and just kind of waiting things out. Um, I can be patient. I'm not in any hurry. Uh, that's one of the nice things about it. I've got a few options outside of football as well that's still connected to football. So we'll see how all those things go in the next week or so um, and should really have answers once we, get, uh, once we get past the Super Bowl. So, again, I'm in no hurry. I'm kind of enjoying my time. I'm mm-hmm. out here in California with the wife. You know, we got an opportunity to, to come out to uh, to Monterey, California, my hometown area, and just get away from everything. And, uh, of course, you guys call me up and drag me right back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, after he said that, now he broke up, and now he just decided to hang up on us. I, I think Ron is actually breaking up with some of the signal. Ron, are you there? Here, guys. I'm here. I'm back. Hello. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, we got you. We, we want to keep dragging yeah. you. I'm sorry, Ron. Don't enjoy yeah. the California sun just yet. We still got to keep you in the depths yeah, just a of couple the more city minutes. of Charlotte. I, I did want to ask you, would you take a job outside of defensive coordinator? If it was anything, I guess, quote-unquote below what a defensive coordinator would be in the NFL? Um, you know what? You know what I, I, I um, you know what I really often thought about would be a really cool thing to do was, was, was to be connected with a team and, and work primarily with the head coach, a young head coach, and just sit there and, and, and talk to him about what the pitfalls are and what the positive things are. And, hey, you know, and be that sounding board. Because you know what happened for me? And, and, and I'll tell you the quick story. So after my second season, okay, we had a good first year, finished strong. Uh, we had a good start to the second year, but then we kind of petered. And then at the very end, we got rolling again. I think well, we won five out of our last six. 
And when I sat down with Mr. Richardson after, after season two, we had a great conversation. Uh, he liked my plan going forward. And the one thing he said to me is, you know, Ron, you need a mentor. You need to have somebody you can rely on, you can call and talk with. And I realized at that point in time, you know, I didn't hire a former head coach. I don't have somebody around me like that. And, and I always felt bad about calling, you know, Coach Reed uh, or, or Coach North Turner and, and to ask them questions, you know, because they're busy too. So I felt bad about that. So I really didn't have a go-to guy. And so I made some mistakes, obviously, my first couple seasons. I still make mistakes, too, but my first two, most certainly. So he tells me, he says, you know what, you should reach out to John Madden. Well, fortunate enough, I knew Coach Madden. So when I called him, um, you know, on, on, on Mr. Richardson's urging, we had a great conversation, and he said, I'd be happy to sit down and mentor you. And so that started uh, what became a really good friendship for me and a great mentorship because he really helped me and head in the right direction. And so I was thinking about that. And I, I talked to, to the commissioner one day uh, about a mentorship type program. I said, you know, that's something I would love to do uh, at some point is, is be able to work with young court head coaches and say, Hey guys, you know, this is the things that you got to be aware of. These things you got to you know, think about, and you should have a veteran guy around you that can give you great advice and tell you whether you're doing a good job, you're doing a bad job, tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear and be completely honest. And I've always thought that would be a cool thing to be able to do. So, yeah, would I do something like that? Absolutely. Just just so I could help out, I'd be happy to. Coach, last thing I got for you is this defense was, was 29th in scoring, but third in total defense. What do you see that this defense needs, and do you think that uh, Dave Canales should keep a Jero Vero? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is again, you know, first and foremost, you, you, you can't rely on what yards are all about. It's really about play in the red zone. It's really about play on, on, on points allowed, uh, takeaways, stuff like that. I mean, it's great to have that, 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 that low number in terms of total yards. But, but to me, the real key, more so than anything else, is all the stuff that, that, that's about red zone scoring, um, you know, uh, um, two-minute efficiency. It, 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 it's an interesting set of dynamics. I mean, he's got to sit there and he's got to really look at what's happened and is there improvement, too? Take a look at the last four or five games. See what that trend is. Those, those are the things that can help you make decisions on, on coaches and players more so than anything else. You know, and, and then again, take a, take a long look at his total body of work. I mean, he's a good, young, dynamic coach, uh, has a great feel and understanding of football, and, and, he's, and he comes from a good background. You know, he's been connected with winners. So you've you got to really look at guys like that and just say, wow, okay, you know, maybe a little bit more work. Maybe we're missing a player or two, you know, because, again, you know, we didn't take off and Sean McDermott didn't become the guy he became until we got Luke Keekley. And a lot of people got to understand, this is a player-driven game. If you have players that can do things and make plays for you at the right time, you're heading in the right direction. We dragged him out of his offseason oasis. He was enjoying his time, and we forced him to fix Carolina's problems already after having done it in 2011. <laughs> we appreciate you helping us out here. Former Panther coach and Washington coach Ron Rivera on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Ron, go enjoy life again. We appreciate the time.